Welcome to The Journey Express, where we discuss faith, friendship, and the more of God. And with me is my wonderful co-host and friend, Jen Houston. Hey, Mel. Hey, everyone. So, Jen, before you kick us off today, you've got something on your heart that you wanted to share with our listeners. Yeah, well, as we were kind of preparing for today's key, which we are continuing on in our key series today, you and I were talking about how most of our listeners probably have an active faith in Jesus, but those who are listening just out of curiosity or just stumbled across this podcast, we just want it to be known that all of these conversations are honestly just an invitation, really, to discover the more of God and the beauty and the adventure of walking with Jesus. So really, I just wanted to say that we hope that anyone listening is just truly encouraged no matter where you are in your journey of faith. So if you're a new believer or you've been walking with Jesus for 40 years or more, I hope they're all encouraging. So I just wanted to put that, that little plug in there. But with that said, Welcome back to our Keys series. We are in the middle of this series um, called that we're just calling Keys because we feel like they're keys that um, God has highlighted to us as strategy in this time to to get through, to overcome, mm-hmm. to continue in our walk with the Lord. And so we're going to first define what a key is. So according to Merriam-Webster, a key is a means of gaining or preventing entrance, possession, or control, an instrumental or deciding factor, um, something that gives an explanation or identification or provides a solution. And a key just practically, it locks and unlocks. And so far here on this podcast, we've talked about the key of faith, the key of gratitude, the key of cultivating intimacy with God with special guest Tammy Shea, mm-hmm. and the key of worship with Kalani Gleckler-Webb. And today, we're going to talk about the key of... Discipleship. Discipleship. We might get a little gritty with this one and a little personal, which we like to do. Yes. But we're going to talk about the key of discipleship. And really, we're taking something that... Um, Tammy Shea had shared with us in episodes 17 and 18, and I felt like she just said something about, um, it was like an ancillary comment, but it felt like a mic drop moment, right, Mel? Yeah, well, we had a lot of those. We do have, (laughs) yeah, we had a lot of those. With Tammy Shea. (laughs) What, What she said was, discipleship is a requirement. And we were in the middle of this conversation about revival and how to just live Mm -hmm. in sustained revival. And she's like, well, discipleship is a requirement. And it just, ever since she said that, we were like, that's got to be a key. And so we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive into what discipleship is, what discipleship isn't. Um, A slight bit of touch on some abuses in in evangelicalism of that, but not too deep. (laughs) We're not going too deep there. (laughs) But we do want to acknowledge that there have been some abuses in that way. Um, But really, when you do it God's way, it brings life, it brings growth and multiplication. And so if it's a requirement, sign me up. Yes. Amen to that. Also, pertaining to our conversation with Tammy, we had asked her about the young maidens or the daughters of Jerusalem who are mentioned throughout the book of Song of Solomon, which is one of our favorite books, and we talk about it all the time. Yes. And she taught us that they represent the young or immature believers in the Lord. And she just, what did she say, Mel? She reminded us that they're questioning to the Shulamite bride who is made mature in love. They're questioning her about who her lover is 
provoked them to want to know him too and to know where he was. And so it just like opened up this whole dynamic of like, that's what discipleship is. It's us Mm -hmm. and those who are, have grown and continue to grow in the maturing process of love of Mm -hmm. the Lord, sharing what we're learning and what we're experiencing with young believers, with immature believers, and just continuing that cycle of passing inspiration and encouragement on. Yeah, that's so good. Um, yeah, even with that, it's like they just they were inspired by her running after the bridegroom, mm-hmm. you know, going after him and and her walk with him. And so I loved when what she shared about that. Mm-hmm. So let's start with defining what a disciple is and what a disciple isn't. So according to the onlinelibrary.com, the definition of discipleship in Christianity is the process of making someone become like Christ. A disciple has been shown to be someone who follows the teachings, life, and aim of another until the person becomes like the master. Hmm. Well, in the Greek, the word used for disciple in the New Testament is Mel. Why don't you take this word? What is this word? It has all sorts of like symbols and letters mixed together. So what is it? Well, we might get a correction from some of our theological friends out there, but I think it is methetes. Wow, that's beautiful. Do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Mathetes. Well, at the root of that word is math, and it means the mental effort needed to think something through. So really, disciples are learners and scholars and followers of Christ who learn the doctrines of Scripture and the lifestyle they require. And I love that quote. We're going to put all these um, references in our show notes, but that was a quote from coldcasechristianity.com. So there's an important connection between doctrine and behavior. And it's what that is, is it's what we know connected to what we do and how we behave. So becoming a disciple means to become a learner. So let's real quick say what a disciple isn't. It isn't someone who just talks about the teachings of Christ but doesn't walk them out. And also when I think of a good teacher or even a counselor, Mel, they're the ones who help you know how to think, yes, not just what to think. So discipleship has this beautiful dynamic of just helping somebody open up their their heart and their mind to to know how to think about something and know how to view the world. Do you want to say anything about that? Yeah, no, that that's great. <laughs> well, in the context of Christianity, when you learn how to think through the lens of Scripture and the character of God, this is such a powerful way just to equip young believers. Yeah. So in the in the New Testament, um, the final words, you know, which are, you would say the final words of Jesus are going to be some of the most important mm-hmm. words that he wants to leave with his disciples. And it's called the Great Commission. And so um, it's in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, and it says, Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So really the main point in this is to make disciples. Mm -hmm. And it's a person who's willing to go Mm -hmm. and make disciples of others. And I just see that it's because of that boldness and that courage Mm -hmm. of the disciples and the obedience that they had that— that they really, that's how the church was spread. That's why we're here today. All over, exactly. So amazing. And then also a disciple teaches others the ways of Jesus. And some believers have 
I want to say this, that there are people who really truly have the gift of teaching, mm-hmm. but we all as believers are called to share what we know about Jesus with others. That's so good, Mel. And I love what you just said, because we're not here on this podcast to be teachers or scholars. <laughs> we are simply nope. here to share our journey. And really, I hadn't even thought about that until now, but this this podcast is really a partnership with the Great Commission and just yeah. to share what we've experienced and stuff. So I hope it just encourages even one person. Yes. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk for a minute about what discipleship is not. It's not a controlling person. You're not being controlled by somebody. Rather, we're following after Christ. And so we always want to point others to Christ and not, not ourselves. Yeah, that's right. You know, I— Years ago, many moons ago, about I think about 24 years ago, actually, I was a, a leader in YWAM Scotland, and one of the girls on um, the DTS that I was, um, she was on my team, and I was discipling her. I really had this aha moment with her, and I had communicated to her that, you know, I cannot go to the cross for you, hmm. but I will walk beside you to the cross. Hmm. What do you mean by that, Mel? Well, I mean that I would listen to her and I would pray, but I would always, always try to point her back to Jesus, mm-hmm. not to me, mm-hmm. and not get her. I didn't want her to develop like a dependency on me and my faith mm-hmm. because I wanted to encourage her. She had her own faith with the Lord and take that personal responsibility. Um, an immature, I would say, an immature, a potentially abusive discipleship would be when someone's leading you to them. And getting and really getting them to depend on you mm-hmm. and not the Lord. Um, you know, there's a scripture. I don't know where it is right now. We'll find it and we'll put it in our show notes. But there's no mediator between us and mm-hmm. and Jesus. Mm-hmm. No mediator. Mm-hmm. It's it's us and Him. You know, this is like taking a little off the script kind of left turn here. But I, I love the scripture that talks about Mary, the mother of Jesus. When the angel Gabriel came into her room, wherever she was, whatever she was doing, he came to her and mm-hmm. asked her directly, you know, basically, would you be willing to take take the Christ child as your own and carry him in your womb and mother him? And she didn't go to Joseph. She didn't go to her dad. She didn't go to the local priest to say, um, the angel of the Lord came and visited me and asked me a question and I need help. You know, like I need your, you to answer for me. She just said, yes, let it be done to me, you know, mm-hmm. like your will. And I just, I find so much hope that we have our own, each person has their own direct access to Christ. And so that's really the essence of good discipleship. Yes. Amen talking about an unhealthy codependency Mm -hmm. on leaders or pastors who are in that role. I heard this testimony by Alyssa Childers. Mm -hmm. She has a podcast. She's also a contributor to the Mama Bear Apologetics um, book, and there's a podcast they have. Um, That's really good. I would encourage everyone to check that out if they get a chance. But um, she grew up in a Christian home, and basically there was— a pastor, this was in her kind of early 20s. I think she had just been married. She was um, the lead singer of the the girl band Zoe. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Oh, my goodness, back then. Anyway, so she, um, there was a pastor, and he called himself a hopeful agnostic. Okay. And he gathered a group of them, and he basically started picking apart the Bible. Mm-hmm. And he took it apart, you know, piece by piece. But she said that he did it in such, he did it better than atheists did. Mm. Like, he knew he knew his stuff, mm-hmm. and it really shook her to her core, and she went through a very, very dark season. So was that like 
did she compare that to like she was being led through a process of deconstructing her faith? Yes, I would say so. Yes. And she talks to that and she really, Mm -hmm. you know, has a heart for people who are walking that journey. But she eventually found Ravi Zacharias and he has a ministry of um, apologetics and Mm -hmm. that really brought her back to a solid foundation of faith. Okay. Wow. Wow. Well, I know that what we're talking about today can be a sensitive topic as evidenced by that story. Yeah. Um, so there, we do, again, just want to acknowledge there has been abuse in this area, but really that's just what the enemy does. Anything that God wants um, us to do or, or precepts or good godly things, the enemy just tries to come and ruin it all. Like mm-hmm. he can't create something new, so he's going to try to create a counterfeit and, and make something slightly off uh, true north. So yes. we, we're just acknowledging that's a, that's a true thing that happens. And we know of several people who've actually walked away from their faith because of abuses and misunderstandings and control in the context of, of discipleship. But again, like I mentioned before, we're not going to do a deep dive today into why people deconstruct their faith um, because of discipleship gone wrong. But again, we're acknowledging discipleship is God's idea. And when done according to his plan, so much life, freedom and healing can take place. And we are going to give you evidence for that in just a bit. So sit tight. We're almost getting there. (laughs) But one more thing I want to say about discipleship is that we are always need to remain humble, no matter what side of the teaching or receiving place we find ourselves. If we're teachers, we need to remain humble. And I'm just going to slip this in there. I remember several years ago being really wounded by a leader in my life, someone I looked up to and had learned a lot from, grown um, in my walk with them, and just really esteemed them. Maybe there was a little bit of spiritual idolatry there, and maybe that's why the Lord allowed this to happen. But this specific person wronged me, and it was really, really painful. But the most beautiful thing about this story is that there was reconciliation. There was a Mm. humility on this leader's part. And the crazy thing is, I think a few months before this thing happened and blew up and hit the fan, I had started praying randomly, like, Lord, show me humility in leaders. Like, show me. I want to see humility in leaders. Mm. Wow. And this whole thing, I didn't think I was going to pray myself (laughs) into pain. Um, But this happened, and this person, just their heart was broken and he cried and asked forgiveness. And um, I kid you not, when we prayed at the end of that meeting of reconciliation, I literally felt what's called the kabod, the weight of the glory of God on my arms. And I was sitting in this chair just with my palms raised, um, just in this posture of surrender as we were praying. And it's like I felt the glory of the Lord. So Mm. God uses us when we're humble, when we're discipling people, and when we're being discipled. Humility is a huge marker as yes. as just a godly, a good thing to have. Yeah, I so agree. Well, we're gonna um, we're gonna share some quotes too that we found on discipleship, and we're gonna start with David Kinnaman. Actually, Jen, let me throw that over to you. Oh, because he's he's a guy that you've just recently discovered, and so. I want you to read that quote. <laughs> okay. David Kinnaman has a book called Unchristian, and he says, Most people in America, when they're exposed to the Christian faith, are not being transformed. They take one step into the door, and their journey ends. They're not being allowed, encouraged, or equipped to love or to think like Christ. Yet in many ways, a focused on spiritual formation fits what a new generation is really seeking. Transformation is a process, a journey 
not a one-time decision. That's so good. And here's another one from Billy Graham. To be a disciple is to be committed to Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord and committed to following Him every day. To be a disciple is also to be disciplined in our bodies, minds, and souls. Well, here's one by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He says, Christianity without discipleship is always Christianity without Christ. Ooh, wow. Mm. This one's by A.W. Tozer. Only a disciple can make a disciple. And finally, this is by C.S. Lewis. Until you have given up yourself to Him, you will not have a real self. So we're going to leave you with those to marinate a little bit. So this wraps up part one of our conversation on discipleship. So join us next time when we get a bit gritty about our personal journey of discipleship. So make sure to go check out the show notes for scripture references and articles that we shared. And thank you so much for joining us on the Journey Express.